Welcome to another episode of The Illustrious Gentleman, the place where comic book artists and top blokes Scott Garleski and Ryan Cody talk about life, work, comics and booze. Follow the show on Twitter at TIG underscore show. Don't forget to let us know what you're drinking while you're listening to the show. Go on yourself, big man. Well, is your little bar bumping? The bar is bumping. Okay, good. Why is mine not bumping as much as I'd like it to? That's okay. When this bar is a bumping, that's just that's just something else for me to do later today. Don't. Uh, come so, welcome. What? Something. Something's bumping. I don't know what. What do you run with bumping other than humping? Slumping, like my workflow is slumping. Oh, slumping. Sure. Yeah. I don't like that either. Um, dumping, but that's a whole different connotation. I'm gonna okay. keep. I uh, apologize. Wel- I'm gonna keep hitting my microphone. It's right here above my my screen and my Twist. my stylus is gonna keep hitting. The you could turn that though. Mic. What do you mean I can turn what? You could. Your that's just the bottom of your pop filter. Turn the pop, take the pop filter off, or turn the. I'm not gonna do that. It's flexible. All right, so we'll just have a little slamming sound every couple seconds. Okay, uh, welcome everyone to a discombobulated episode of the illustrious gentleman. This is episode 120. I want to say could be 121, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it 120, and it's gonna be a distracted conversation on Avengers Endgame. Scott is oh, in are deadline we talking crunch. About so Endgame itself? Didn't I no, send you an email? You didn't. What did I send an email did about? Did you send an email? I didn't get an email. I got a text saying, oh, I mean it, let's I, talk I about mean a best text. and Here. worst and then top five. Yeah, best and worst of Endgame. Oh, of Endgame. Did you type that out? No, but I thought we've been talking about it for a week off air. I oh. thought it was... In my, in, in my notes, I wrote down worst MCU movie, best MCU movie, and my top five <laughs> MCU movies. Uh, I didn't do that. We can ju- we can jump to that. No, I can, I I can. You can you can do it. Fly by the seat of my pants. I think is what I was looking there for. There you go. All right. I so just Scott is like on deadline. Dumbo ears on my ass. <laughs> so Scott's on deadline crunch. So if he seems even more uh, disinterested in the podcast than normal, <laughs> that's because he's it's because he's currently drawing pages for a major U.S. publisher. And uh, I am discombobulated because I'm moving tomorrow, and oh, I've been running around like crazy. You got it worse all morning, trying to get that stuff. Yeah, except you get paid at the end of the week. Yeah, like I said, you got it worse. Yeah, mm, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So last episode, we t- we kind of gave our thoughts on what we thought in game would be, and then this episode, we can kind of follow up on that because uh, we both did see the movie. And uh, are you it. are you drinking? Are you drinking or not drinking because you're working? I'm not drinking. Okay. I'll drink for two then, like I'm pregnant like with our pregnant, love child. I was going to say. <laughs> yes. So uh, I poured myself a too large glass of uh, the Evan Williams Bottled and Bond that we got. 
uh, courtesy of uh, Nick Sage, who recommended it and uh, bought us yeah. around. I had some this weekend. Yeah. It was delicious. It is delicious, so I thought I would just have some of that. Um, and uh, I did pull up a review. I'm not going to read a bunch of um, all of the review, but this is from uh, thewhiskeyjug.com. Talking about it, they give it an 86 out of 100, which is on the border between a B and a B plus, and uh, says overall, Evan Williams Bottle and Bond is a tasty bourbon at a phenomenal price. Pleasant, neat, robust in cocktails, and enjoyable with or after meals. This is one of those whiskeys that are so versatile that I like to keep it around as much as possible. When it comes to value, it's a great deal and has a lot to offer for under 20 bones. If you haven't tried this one yet, give it a go when you get a chance. Uh, I drank a fair amount of this Friday night, and I wholeheartedly agree that for $20 a liter, you can't really beat it. So Awesome. Yes. Okay. Uh, real quick, some business things. Uh, you can listen to every episode of our show at anchor.fm slash digshow. Um, that's Scott. I'm Ryan. We're comic book artists. If you're still listening, we draw comics. We do podcasts. Um, we talk we about do nonsense. all these things poorly. Yes, but if you want to support our, our efforts, then you can always go to the pay, our new Patreon. We, we restarted it. It's not new. It's old. Came back again, kind of like uh, other things that I can't it's think of right now, new. but lots of stuff. Yeah, lots of things come back come back around again. Go to patreon.com slash show Right now, there's only two tiers. Pretty simple. For a dollar or more, you just become a supporter every month. We appreciate it. That's like 25 cents an episode. And uh, it, it helps uh, it helps defer costs to run the show and to, to buy alcohol. And then for ten dollars a month, you could become a uh, you could you could buy us around once a month and get a shout out on the show like Nick did. So um, check it out at Patreon.com/slash/TigShow. Everyone should be like Nick. Uh, okay, so uh, let's let's start with the good. Let's start with what we really liked about Endgame. Uh, um, you didn't get did it get did it get spoiled for you at all or did you no, go in spoiler I free things pretty well that's that's good. one of the benefits of not being on social media yeah well you're good at avoiding things too so. my 11 year old saw it before me though so it, i was you worried duct tape because he yeah. ended up spoiling uh force awakens for my dad <laughs> before he had a chance to see it but you got spared so, yeah, I yeah. So I just did what I always do, and I just didn't pay attention to them. Yeah, and and like a good father, you went without your kids. You went to, by yourself to see. I did. Kids. I I went Monday morning at nine a.m. all by my lonesome, and it might have been yeah. my favorite movie going experience that I've ever had. <laughs> I bet I had a good time at this movie too because I saw it Thursday night at like six fifteen. So kind of like the very first showing, you could have seen it. In Flagstaff, I saw it, and it was just good to see it in a full theater, like full of people hooting and hollering and mine was crying. Not that. Yeah, no, ours. I was, was surprised insane. how many old of... folks were there. Really, but well, it I mean, was were they, it was yeah. nine a.m. Uh, on a weekday in East Mesa. That's where all right. the retirement stuff is. Leisure World is out here. Yeah, well, they had to get it in at 9 a.m. because they probably go to bed at like 2 in the afternoon. So. Right, they had lunch, and then they came to the show. Right, yeah. right. And then they got to get the early bird and then get to bed before right. Perry Mason comes on. Right. Uh, okay, so what is your what are your first thoughts on – what was your overall 
Let's do that. Overall, do you have anything overall okay. that's not something you loved, something you hated, but just an overall vibe from it? Um, I feel like it was... It was not... It, I was surprised by how different it was than Infinity War. Infinity War is it's so tight and economical and the way it uses the scenes and everything in infinity war um pushes everything else forward there there's no wasted anything not that there's any waste in endgame but um um uh, like if i were i don't know infinity war is like a master class in how to make a, a a giant epic summer blockbuster um while also uh, just making a good movie like uh, that that script i mean i i would put that up there with geez like uh inglorious bastards or uh uh jaws citizen or, kane yeah just just yeah oh just it's so it's so impressive I, I hold that that movie in such high esteem, and I was surprised by how not only different the tone is. I mean, y- you have to expect that going into this movie, but the mechanics of it and the way it worked. Um, it was not saying it disparagingly, but it's a very messy movie. It's not. It, like I use the word tight for Infinity War, and Endgame is not tight. This this drifts all <laughs> over the place. Uh, it's like tangent the movie, but it's it's <laughs> something that's been completely earned over the course of twenty two movies and eleven right. years. Yeah, people love these characters so much that we want to just spend time with them and feel whatever they feel. And this is a big feel movie. Right, you know, they just came yeah, off of a uh, loss, and the the whole universe is different now, and it's everybody sort of adjusting or not adjusting to the new status quo. Yeah, I kind of uh, I like to I equate the the last two Avengers movies. If they're one film, then Infinity War is one giant first act, and then uh, Endgame encompasses the second and third acts. Uh, so if you look at it as three films, I would say the first half of uh, Endgame would be like Return of the Jedi, and then the last half of Endgame is like its own movie. Uh, if you want to break both movies down into like three big acts, I think, or three sweeping uh, sort of movies, I guess. I don't know yeah, what I'm trying um, to say here. Yeah, I mean, it's a three-hour movie, so just the structure of it is just so... Uh, it, it's, it is really unusual, and it doesn't it doesn't have the typical beats of uh right you know, the three acts this is where this is there's no like big midpoint turn things just they right. they let things happen it's a very as much as infinity war was a plot driven endgame is the antithesis of that it's totally character driven yeah and it's um i was this is how I equated it to everyone I talked to about it this past weekend was these two movies felt like the last two Harry Potter movies to where they just assume everyone going in is already caught up. There's no bullshit. There's no explaining. There's no, they don't give a fuck if you haven't seen the other 21 
previous oh, yeah. Marvel movies. Because you're not you you're have. not getting your hand held at this. No. Right, right, right. They know you have. Right. Yeah. No, this is not anyone's first MCU movie. I couldn't uh, imagine unless you're like unless you're like six months old. <laughs> I I don't know. I I'm sure there's going to be those people that are just wanting to be like part of the event. You know. Oh. This is the big movie that everybody at work is going to be talking about. You know, yeah. we're out on Sunday afternoon, don't have anything to do. Yeah, I guess I'll go see that. So I, I, so when somebody says Doctor Strange, I'll know who they're talking about. Right. Uh, yeah, and just my last note is, uh, again, just like I was with Infinity War, I'm super impressed with how the Russo brothers handled so many storylines and so many plot lines and there's also always plot issues in every movie, but they handled everything so well. Nothing felt like it was half-assed, even if a character only had like two or three lines or there might've been a couple characters who had almost no lines, but when they, they, every time they were in the shot, they were, they were given all the attention and all the importance that it was deserved. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I was thinking, I, I was thinking back. I, I've been watching a lot of shit. Um, YouTube, there's a bunch of YouTube channels that are all participating in this this one um, sort of YouTube event where all these different movie video essay channels are are doing um, a series called One Marvelous Scene where each of these channels goes back and over the course of 22 or 23 movies or whatever it is to pick out one scene and sort of dissect it and tell you why it's their favorite scene in any MCU movie. And, yeah, a lot of them have bits from Age of Ultron, which I don't really remember. I only think I saw the one time in theaters. I don't remember being totally impressed with it, but I got to thinking about the first two Avengers movies. And I feel like the Russo brothers are like Joss Whedon 2.0. Or, like, they're... Not not only can they do the character stuff, but they also flex their muscles in action scenes and just like visual style. Two things we right. really never got. Um, right. And so yeah, I I I am hard pressed at this moment to think of anybody in Hollywood who's got more street cred right now. Than the Russo brothers. Than the Russo brothers. Yeah, so that let's roll right into the things I loved. And my first note is the handling of the characters. I think they get all the characters like down pat and really really made me care about characters I didn't really give a shit about previous. And I think in all in this entire movie, everyone was great. Except personally I'm not a I've wanted to see Smart Hulk since forever. Smart Hulk's my favorite Hulk. But I all of a sudden, Smart Hulk is trying to be like super jokey. Like they're they're really r- r- carrying over a lot from Ragnarok. I, character traits. I think it fits. I don't mind it. I think Banner's free. Like he may. He, he's not like he's finally of comfortable the Hulk anymore. He he's not scared right. of uh, social situations. He's not afraid of being triggered. Uh, you know he's he's he really is. I mean he's invincible and impervious, and he's also super smart and so yeah i mean he's he's having his cake and eating it too i get why yeah he's just like uh um 
Yeah, I, I don't know what the term I'm looking for is. Yeah, he's just he doesn't have any cares. He's just like that. Uh, yeah, I got I got it figured out. He's like he's like Tony he's, Robbins now. He should be a motivational <laughs> speaker or something. Yeah, so he's comfortable in his own skin and living his best life, I guess. Yeah, uh, right. I, I I guess it's just that 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 then also they tripled down on funny Thor. So I guess to me it was just a little too much, a little too much jokey between the two of them when the rest of the movie it's not like ragnarok where there's little gags non-stop the rest of the movie is pretty serious like ant-man should be the funny one of the group and he's like takes a back seat to thor and hulk i i in this think movie as far as like cracking jokes thor uh, thor's lost everything just everything um so i i i i'll defend it because I like the Russo brothers so much and they've built yeah. up so much goodwill. Maybe that's it's, how he... it's Thor reverting without any of the, um, uh, the comforts or the confidence that he had. He's back to being the bratty kid that, that he's lazy right. and he feels, uh, I don't know, but we're talking about fat Thor, by the way. Yeah. The big Thorbowski. Uh, it's like, um, yeah, I guess that makes sense. See, I, the things I don't like, as soon as I hear you talk about him, I'm like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. Like, that's how he would handle his grief is he would just go because he doesn't feel secure in himself. He doesn't feel powerful or, you know, he doesn't feel pretty anymore. So he lets himself go and kind of has a crisis of faith in himself, I guess, a crisis of confidence. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah, he, he's got um, nothing left. He's got nothing left to fight for. He doesn't have anything left to care about. Uh, yeah, he, he failed. That, that's what he's never done. Right. Yeah, I guess. Well, he has that line in Infinity War about how he's never been beaten. And then Rocket's like, well, you were just beaten. <laughs> and he's like, I've yeah. never been beaten yeah. twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> right. So then he gets beaten twice. Uh, yeah. So I just think that the to have a cast of, I don't know, 20 something kind of primary characters and to handle all of them so well, I mean, a lot of them don't even show up to the last like 30 minutes of the movie. And within like 30 seconds of them showing up, they all feel, they all feel where you left them. There's no weird awkwardness that they get the characters immediately. And no one felt, I mean like even like someone like the wasp who is barely in it. I felt like I totally got her story in this movie. You know, she got what she needed and, she didn't feel like underwritten or underutilized or anything like that. Everyone seemed to have their time. Uh, well, yeah, so, that's yeah. one of the benefits of having your movie be three hours, though. Right, right, right. Uh, and my next note on things I absolutely loved is this is the last act of this movie was the most comic book thing I've ever seen on TV or in a movie. It, it is a Brian Hitch Ultimates Comics come to life. I was thinking last, that like, while I was watching it. Yeah. Yeah, and then everything, and then of course, like during well, when they when the when the big three started fighting Thanos, and you saw uh, Mjolnir kind of wobble a little bit, everyone knew what was going to happen, and that everyone knew who the hammer was going to go to, and still, when it happened, the whole fucking place erupted. Yeah, I, I, I should I should have been on my anticipating face. that, but I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just watching the movie. Oh, I thought it was great. Uh, I heard some people, I forgot who it was. Someone was saying they didn't love, like giving Cap the hammer makes Cap, like he's not as good. He has to rely on this hammer. And I think oh. it's the other way. It's yeah. Cap. If it, wasn't, if it you. wasn't the hammer, Cap would have, yeah, if it wasn't the hammer, Cap would have found another way to, to fight Thanos. It just, 
Uh, it just worked. I I, I yeah. like Cap with the yeah. hammer. I like, I, yeah. yeah. I, I I the hammer was cool, but to see him bring the lightning down on Thanos was pretty badass. Yeah. Which begs the question: Does doesn't Thor does Thor need a hammer to bring the lightning? I thought Thor was the god of thunder, regardless of a hammer. He is. The power has been in him all along. Right. So how does Captain America summon the thunder? He's not the god of thunder. I, I also like Iron Man. <laughs> he, 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 this movie actually made me like Iron Man more than any of the previous appearances by Iron Man. I'm not a huge Iron Man mark. Like I really don't give a shit. Like I barely remember anything from I- any of the Iron Man solo movies. I think he works well in little little bits and pieces. And, oh, uh, really? That's th- he, yeah. The, he the, is the last the Marvel MCU. Uh, I think Captain America is the Marvel MCU. No, to- Tony. Tony was the base of everything. Every movie is pretty yeah, much an Iron Man movie. Yeah. See, I didn't ever really gave a shit about him until let's like maybe the last like the last fight scene at the end of Infinity War and then this movie. I guess I just don't want a smug millionaire telling me what to do and how to act. We have enough of that in real life. Well, he has the he biggest not arc really of anybody over the course of all of these movies. Even Thor. Right. Tony's is even more steep. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I love that the last act was just crazy. Like when all the heroes emerged through the, through the time, what, through the whatever shit Dr. Strange does, when they all came yeah, out, all the, you knew the, they were coming. The, you knew it. What, yeah. What, what, uh, do they have a name? The, the magic people? The portals? Oh, that, that, oh, the, like the Shaolin magic people? Yeah. Aren't they, aren't they just sorcerers, supremes? I, no, I think they're just sorcerer regulars. I think Captain. Oh, okay. I was gonna say Captain. Strange. So they're like Doctor a, Strange is the so only. They're, <laughs> so they're like sixteen ounce cups, and they're like sixteen ounce cups, and he's like a forty four ounce reusable cup. Doctor Doctor Strange has um, sour cream on him. Okay. The other ones are just regular. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's got tomato and sour cream, and the rest. Yeah. Are just he's lettuce got diced tomato and, and sour cream and lettuce. Yeah. It's not right. just cheese. Okay. And, and right. Meat. Yeah. Okay. It's starting to all make sense now. Um, but yeah, I just you knew it was going to happen. Everybody knew it was going to happen, right? Like, you, you, there's nobody what, who thought that they, they weren't going to bring all these characters. Well, that oh, they win sure. and they all come back. So even no, when they all no, came it, back, everyone no, it was going to Everyone happen. was just waiting for them. Yeah, it's like a yes. spoiler you already know about, but you can't wait for it to happen. And then when it happens, you're just like, yay. That's me. Yeah, That's what it, I said exactly. Is, yay. But they, they did it right. It's it's the same problem like a lot of prequels have. Like, you know the end already, but you still can't bother to to write an interesting story and have compelling characters. You just... A lot, yeah. a lot of things fuck it up when uh, they're... Uh, you're sort of uh, you start at a disadvantage. Okay, the audience obviously knows how this is going to end. So, what else can we do? You know, right? How can you get like yeah, like when they defeated, technically defeated Thanos like ten minutes into the movie, and at least for right. me, I was like, okay, now this is going to go completely different than I thought it was going to go. So now I'm yeah, I actually became yeah, more they, intrigued they in the movie Thanos after that at the beginning of this movie, right? And, yeah. Right. And then like and then I think you know, and then the then the screen comes up like five years later 
people in the audience gasped. And I think I heard many people say, what the fuck? Because no one was really expecting. <laughs> I was expecting like a six-month time jump, not a five-year time jump. That was which is a very arbitrary, odd, very arbitrary, odd kind of time. There's garbage piled up on the streets and city fields yeah, all there's... abandoned. And right. There's, well, I think yeah, that's that's kind of social. Nothing's social, working. Right. Well, that's kind of social commentary. Is everyone's too depressed? Plus, obviously, there's probably more food on the planet for everyone, but there's still all this. All this infrastructure that was built for 7 billion people and now 3 billion people can't take care of it, can't be managed. So, of course, it's all going to fall apart. Yeah, uh, it kind of reminded me, I think, I don't remember what it was, History Channel or Discovery. It's one of those Discovery Network channels that did a series called After People, where if people just disappeared from the face of the planet, then after a week, this is what the Earth would look like, and then after a month. And then after six months and a year and 10 years and a hundred years. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know what mic you're using to talk to me on, but it, it almost just died. It's down. I can barely yeah, you hear you. Yeah, you went kind of quiet. I had to oh. turn you up. Oh, well now you're fine. So, uh, okay. Well, let's, um, it, well, right, let's see anything else I loved. Uh, I loved even if the, we're uh, just going to talk uh, about what we love. This is going to be a three hour show too. Well, let's let's try to get well. Let's try to get on track because we both got shit we got to do. Uh, I uh, I even liked. I was a big fan of the uh, even the super fan service moments, like the uh, fuck comic skate moment uh, during the <laughs> final battle. I even I even smiled at that, and that was that was probably the most. It was probably the one moment where you could have got at, taken out of the movie, just because statistically what are the odds that it's all just women popping up and then all of a sudden wasp is there like wasn't she on the other end of the battlefield a second ago so that was obviously a fan like a moment for the fans of the series who i embrace the diversity of the series i thought it was fucking hilarious um again why not just give the thing to captain marvel and have her just fly i mean she just put a bullet through thanos spaceship well that's what she did she took it right didn't she take it? Yeah, no. I know, but then they all had to like help her. Like, did she even need help? Really? I mean, girl power. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Uh, I mean, look, they, it, it's not without problems. I was worried that Captain Marvel was going to be one of those problems. I, I was shocked by how how irrelevant she ended up being in the movie. Well, there was a uh, article that I'm going to refer to again in a little while, but. Uh, this writer, Chuck Windig, wrote an essay, not an article, he wrote an essay on his own blog, and he didn't like that Captain Marvel showed up just to be like the big heavy, like just to be the hammer or the gun, as he called her. He thought like, what a waste of potential or whatever. And to me, that showed her potential. Like, that's what she, that's what she is. She's a military person who has, who's the most powerful character in the MCU. Yeah, I guess that's not a character, though. That's... Right, but she doesn't need to show up and talk about her feelings or become buddy-buddy with Black Widow or anybody. She showed up to wreck shit, and that's exactly what she did. Like, yeah, it's almost I downplaying. Guess. It's I, almost like it, uh, if, if she was going to get all emotional and shit, then people would be pissed because, oh, it's a woman, so she's all emotional. But now I think people are pissed because maybe she's not emotional enough. But I like the fact that she just sort of... Because, I mean, let, let, her, let her character progress in, her, in the next sequel. This is not a movie for her to have an arc. This is a movie for her to just oh no prove no. how strong yeah, she is. Yeah, I I guess I don't know. It, 
I don't know. Why include her at all, I guess? It, well, who else is going to show up and wreck shit? I mean, it, it, could, be some, it, it could be some Stark failsafe. He's got some, like, uh, ballistic satellites in orbit or something, and they just rain missiles down. And Or they, no. Thor could have been the one in the beginning to get Tony back using the Bifrost. Yeah, I don't know. You I, know, it... I... I I don't know it. She she really feels like shoehorn the character, like well she I may did... may she they should have saved her. You kick off whatever it is coming up phase four. Start start there. I don't know. I guess I kind of like it, and I think it might have been an obvious, like a conscious thing to where Tony and Cap can't always save the day. This was a time where they weren't. They didn't save the day. Although technically, in the end, he did. But uh, I don't know. I dug it. I did. That's that's one of the things I really liked was her character just kind of being being her without over explanation or over whatever. Uh, I dug it. I'm still. I didn't like the Captain Marvel movie, but I I, I still have no problems with the Captain Marvel character, and I, I want to see more. I act I actively do want to see more of the character. I just hope it's done by the Russo brothers or somebody. Um, yeah, it needs to be somebody competent, sounding right. rude, but okay. So what? Uh, what else? What else off the top of your head did Still you really it. love about the movie? Let's try to keep it to. Uh, I'm, I'm out uh, of notes. I already man, everything is I, a character moment for me. So I loved all of it. I loved uh, Tony having a kid and just kind of living in the woods. Like this guy that was had this giant mansion yeah. in Malibu and a skyscraper in New York, and he's always had the giant lab and shit. And now, now, now he's just got this cabin, and he and he builds Iron Man suits in the fucking garage. Yeah, that's okay. It's whatever. I I I dug it. I I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, I I do like where everyone. I do like where they had the main characters at after five years. It all seemed very organic. Yeah, like except for, except for Cap. The... I what? No, him running the support group. It doesn't he mean he's be out not there still fighting. being Cap when I, I I don't feel like he needs like in the moment where it was happening when he was leading the Avengers and putting on a mask and like fighting bad guys uh-huh. and shit. That that was the right. That was the way he needed to help. And now he's helping oh, so you're in the saying, way he feels like he needs to help. I guess so. I like the burnt out Black Widow who now has to run everything. And like she's just. I thought she, she was the best part of She looked of the haggard movie, as maybe. fuck. Yeah, she just looked haggard as fuck, but she refuses to quit because that's all she knows is service to this cause or to a, you know, a better cause. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she was trying yeah. so hard just to keep everything together. Right, and then you still have, and then you have. Yeah, the other yeah, she says the, at some point that this that this family is all she ever had. These, this group of people. Yeah. So if she doesn't have that, yeah. that, that that's her identity. She's tied herself to. This is who I am. Right. I'm, I, this is what I am. So if I don't have this, then I'm back to, you know, just being empty. Yeah. Which is no, just awful and depressing. And I just wanted to give her a hug. I well, felt so bad from that. Sure. Yeah, I thought Ant-Man was really well used in this movie. Maybe better than he has been up to this point. Uh, he was kind of like the easy solution, but he... 
I don't know. He he showed more than he had in previous like previous movies were all kind of like not a hundred percent serious or whatever. But he had a little he had a little moment at the beginning yeah, of the movie. Yeah, um, I think Scott made the switch in this movie from being um, a, a passive protagonist to active. Like the whole thing was his idea. Right. He, he, right. He he was unfamiliar yeah, with what mean, happened. He was dumped into this situation, and he was he was the only one motivated to fix what had happened right because he didn't have five years to accept it he right he yeah. came back and, and so they had already thought of ways to fix it they had not figured it out so they kind of accepted it whereas to him it's all new and that's yeah that's the way it had to be you couldn't have a depressed ant-man after five years he might not have had, had the same inspiration or motivation or other asians um yeah i dig that uh anything else on the super positive before we move on uh super positive uh i guess the end super positive um this seems like a hard kind of story to to put a cap on no pun intended but yeah (laughs) to really tie up in a way that's equal to everything else but they they managed to do it yeah it really feels like snap again and nothing happened yeah, I really felt like, and also it really did feel like the the torch was passed between kind of the the big three characters to the to the Black Panther. To yeah, you had Sam yeah, to Sam Wilson scene. to Spider Man. Um, yeah, yeah. the The end of Cap's story I thought was really nice. Um, you you kind of, I I yeah I didn't know how they were gonna take care of him, how they were gonna send him off, but. Uh, they they found a way that made sense within the story and sense for the character and it was lovely yeah the only the only thing i was surprised and i and i love uh, i love having uh, thor go into space and possibly be in guardians 3 but it just seems like now they took a main character and they're going to relegate him to like a role part in a fr- another franchise but maybe that's what he wants maybe he doesn't want to be in another thor movie maybe he just wants to show up and joke around with whatever's face, Taiki Waikiki. Oh no, James Gunn is doing Guardians Three. Never mind. Yeah, I mean, so I, I don't know. Um, Thor's I, he's retired. a good dynamic to be in that movie. I, I, you wish he retired. He, 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 he just wants. He's retired. He's yeah. he's just gonna fly around in space. He's gonna drink at space bars yeah. and. Yeah, he's taking like a gap year before he figures out what to do next. He's just yeah, gonna go it, bum I, around, I, be a bum. I guess maybe I would kind of be surprised if he had any sort of pivotal role in Guardians Three. Guardians Three is gonna be it's gonna be Star Trek Three, right? That was so well, Spock comes know, back but... to life, and it's them trying to reintegrate Spock. This is gonna be Quill pursuing past Gamora. Gamora. Right. Well, also, they introduced, uh, or they already said that Beta Ray Bill was going to be in Guardians 3, and Beta Ray Bill has Stormbreaker, not Thor. So ah. maybe maybe there's something to be said there. Maybe Thor just wanders off one day drunk, and they're like, we got to go. Like, we can't wait anymore. So they just, like, leave him on some planet. Yeah, I can totally see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's take our let's take our break to talk about our sponsor who who is who's anchor and then when we come back we'll we'll briefly touch on the things that were 
100% right up anchor. to task. I was going to say, we don't drink that much. We're back. That's such a great ad read. I mean, it's classic, classic Scott and Ryan. Um, so I only, I only got a couple things on the things I didn't love because it's hard to not love this movie. It's hard to nit Like, you could nitpick it. Uh, my biggest aspect is I hate time travel stories because mm. they never get wrapped up. Like, there's just too many possibilities and too many timelines. So now what's real? What's not real? It's yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I guess yes. it gives you they, they gives you lots of storytelling of options. The, the Elseworlds, right? Yeah. Well, did you see? Did you see? Um, so just today they dropped a new uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home trailer that's full of spoilers that you, that he says you only watch this trailer if you've already watched Endgame. Yeah. And it intro- it introduces the idea, which is probably bullshit could be a trick but it introduces the idea that mysterio is from another earth and the the tony's snap opened up rifts to other other earths uh but what i think is going to happen is that's all mysterio being a fucking liar and that's what he does like that's all bullshit um but that's what i guess i mean they i mean they did go back in time loki did end up taking the cube and getting away which splits off a timeline right uh, right, so that's the thing. Like Loki's not dead. There, well, not uh, that. There is a version of Loki around. I guess my bi- my only gripe with the way they handled Cap was, we're now supposed to believe that for the last like fifty years there was another Cap just watching on his TV as the other Cap saved the globe and fought and and did all this other stuff. Yeah, like like he's just sitting at home he knows he's, he knows the new cap caps about to be thawed out at some point he he's has, just watching he on knows cnn the outcome. Is like, he knows they won yeah but how can he so captain america is all about helping people and loyalty and service what did yeah, he do between he 1945 did. and 2000 what did he do when he was living with peggy all those years i'm sure he still did uh, maybe that'll come I'm sure up in he another was movie where maybe he was fucking year at whatever soup kitchen is down the block or maybe there was like an under. Maybe he was like nomad all that time, where he was just like underground fighting crime and not. I don't think he needs cap. that. I don't know. I, I think he just needs to help people, and so. Oh, you, you just think he's yeah. like make he's like making dinners at the food bank and shit, and yeah, like he, walking I, old he lady, was the head walking of old ladies at church, profit or something, or uh, maybe he. Uh, um, I don't know. Maybe in that timeline or whatever, he he makes a not shitty VA. You know. Or... Yeah, I guess. Uh, I personally didn't love the entire, what would be considered the second act of this movie, the middle of this movie. Um, going back in time, I like I said, already had its own issues. Um, but I didn't really, I wasn't a fan of like revisiting the other movies. It was, it seemed like too much fan service, even though it, it, it made sense for the story they were telling. It did seem a little... Sure. Like they're beating, they're beating you over the fucking head with this kind of like fan service shit. It, it had um, a little it, bit the smell of like a clip show. Uh huh. Yeah, like a be- like a yeah yeah. We're a hundred episodes in, so let's revisit our favorite scenes. Yeah. Um, but uh, it did have my. Went, sing- I felt like it was something that was earned too. Yeah, I mean, sure, it was, it, it earned, was fun but to it was see still- Cap versus Cap. Uh, eh. it, it was. Uh, what else did they do? They did that. The elevator scene might have been oh, my favorite. The elevator scene was fucking brilliant. Yeah, it was. It was so good because that's like my favorite. That's probably one of my favorite scenes in the entire MCU. So the way that they kind of turned it on its side there was fantastic. I just thought it was a little 
just a little too much maybe like i don't know it, I, I it parts parts of it dragged the space parts dragged with with uh gamora and nebula i thought in like war machine i just thought it was like all that could have been <laughs> happened faster or off screen or i don't i didn't need I, I, I don't need more daddy issue Thanos. We got plenty of that in the first movie. Oh, my God. Everybody in the MCU has got daddy issues. <laughs> All of them. Uh, oh, we no, haven't I, even... I, I did. Yeah. yeah. This is just going to turn into uh, just a Marvel circle jerk thing. Um, I, <laughs> I did like seeing the opening of Guardians from the outside. And just seeing uh-huh. Quill sort of just bouncing around and singing to himself. Right. So he's an idiot. Yeah. Yes. No, I get it. Like I said, it just seemed it 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 didn't seem as necessary as the rest of the movie. It did it did seem like we're doing this for you, not in favor of a story, but in favor to our fans. Um it made sense. It made sense within the context of the movie because they had to go they had to go based on what they knew so right but why couldn't they just go back to where thanos was already in wakanda and had the glove and just cut his fucking hand off as soon as he arrived or go back to where quill go where they almost had his glove off on on uh titan and then quill fucked it up just go back to right then they could all go back to the same moment i guess you're not supposed to be seen by your past selves maybe that's what it was do you I don't know. They lost, right? So do you think you have a greater chance of success collecting them yourself at the time where you won't be opposed in the collection of them? Or do you go back to the point where you lost once already and try it again? Well, couldn't they go to where the uh where where uh Tyrion Lannister before he ever made the gauntlet for Thanos? And they could defeat Thanos when he shows up there. This was the, the one in 14 million. To... Yeah, I get it. I get it. It had I'm, to go this way. Uh, that's This is always the problem with time travel stories or whatever. But uh, So just the whole, like, I don't know. I, I, I felt like there's a tighter cut somewhere that took some of that fluff out in the middle there. Uh, but that's, I mean, I'm, I'm nitpicking what is a very, 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 very good movie. Uh I already talked about how I don't love all the super jokey Thors. Fat Thor, I thought, was funny, but they just kept going back to the well. Like, it kept... It was like the joke that didn't end for two hours. Um, they, but I did like... I, I thought that when he I thought that when he got back in his suit and became Thor and became, like, super whatever, I thought he was immediately going to get ripped. So I was waiting for that moment to happen, but he still fought Thanos at the end with a belly, so that's... Yeah, they, that's always they can good. do that. Yeah. And then the only thing that happened was his beard got braided. <laughs> that, was, that, was the, that was the funniest shit. Uh, yeah, so I guess just that. And then um, while I'm rambling, before I let you ramble some more, uh, that same article from Chuck Wendig, he talked about how Black Widow, after all her time in the MCU, got the, got the short stick by, by dying. And it, how it should have been Hawkeye. The guy's like, I mean, they're both murderers, but Hawkeye had been on this path. So she was on a path to redemption. He was on a path the other way. It should have been him. And I agree. And also it's it, it has this thing that, that uh, I, I talk about a lot with my wife. Like Black Widow is almost treated like she's less important than Hawkeye because she doesn't have a family and he does. 
like it's she's less worthy than him because she doesn't have a, a husband and kids or a wife and kids and he does and it's more important for him to get back to his family than it is for her to live on like it's so there's you could be the argument where they both are sacrificing for each other and that's what it is they need they, they don't want the other person to die but to have that decision be made that it be her just seemed a little i don't know sorry my head died there can you hear me sorry yeah i can okay, yeah. uh it just seemed it seemed it seemed a little a little easy <sighs> i would have liked to see her her go on and him say like i can't come back from what i've done uh, you know this is what i need and because she had a great arc and then it was just cut short i i don't know that i disagree with it being her but i don't think i mean uh, her she was the only one who made an intentional sacrifice like tony died at the end because of he, he couldn't survive the power of the stones it, it, right he, he, it wasn't something i think i don't know uh, I in, think in my knew, head he when was, he did i think i i, I don't right. think he was certain that that would be the end oh i think he did i think because because it almost killed Hulk, so I thought he, but he knew what was going to happen. I, I would have liked to have seen something for her. At least at the end, when they're doing the lake funeral for Tony. Have one for Nat, too. Right. Yeah, and I mean... So I think we're all in agreement that any Black Widow movie is probably going to be a prequel to the first Avengers film. Um, or it could be set in the five years. You know, maybe she went on a mission in the five years. Uh but which would be a prequel? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it'd be cool because it. Well, it, it would be a prequel. Yeah, it would be a prequel to uh, Endgame. Um, and that could be cool if it's set after her time of joining the Avengers. Then you can still have like cameos from other Avengers. Whereas if it's set prior to Nick Fury recruiting her, then it becomes just like a spy movie, which wouldn't be bad. That'd be great, actually. Like just like a spy movie with Black Widow in it. That'd be cool. Uh, all right. So yeah. I mean, it's yeah. we could we could probably roll into. A, is there anything that you that you want to talk about that you didn't talk about that you didn't dig or that we didn't I, touch on? I don't think so. I mean, there there's so many little things that I really liked. Um, I mean, Thor and Rocket together are always good. Yeah, um, I, I there was a bit when they were building the time machine where Tony was walking in and he told Rocket to be careful. He said, you're only a genius on this planet, which yeah. I thought was really good. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, a lot of those character moments were good. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I like the Rocket-Thor dynamic too. I like, uh, you know, the more I watched it, the more I thought, like, Groot might be my least favorite character in the MCU. He does nothing, <laughs> does nothing for me. It, um, he, what is he? What's his character? Just an alien. Have that, one. I mean, I guess, I guess he what he sacrificed himself with the first Guardians. I don't know. He's a meme. That's, that's all Groot is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, nothing special about him. But I, you know, I'm excited for what's next. I mean, did he return? I would be end? all in. Did we see Groot. Yeah. Did we? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, because he said he introduced himself to Captain America. He's like, "This is my friend Tree." Thor said, "This is my friend Tree," and Cap uh-huh. goes, "Hi, I'm Steve Rogers." Yeah. Uh, or maybe that was it. No, that was in uh, that was in Infinity War. Never mind. Yeah, right. I am Groot. No, Groot. I am Steve. I'm Rogers. sure Groot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he came back. Uh, 
so yeah, just moving forward, I would be interested in a Avengers movie with Spider Man, Captain Marvel, you know, Valkyrie, who's going to essentially be like a stand-in for Thor. You know, is there Samuel's anybody who still thinks that the the post-credit sound was anything other than well, Iron Man? It was just like, a tribute to uh, Tony. You think you think yeah, that was it? That's all I think it was. Oh, you I would like, like to think Doctor it was Doom? like Doctor Doom, but I don't think it is. Right. I, I I was talking to my 11 year old the other day during field day when he didn't want to do shit. We just stood around talking about Endgame. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I did hypothesize that Doom would be a good big bad yeah. for the next round of movies with him trying to capture Silver Surfer and extract the power cosmic and how he's he knows all the magic shit that Doctor Strange knows, but he's also super smart like Tony and yeah, the King with whatever that is that diplomatic immunity where you can fuck shit up and just go home without any consequences yeah maybe you probably should have recorded you should have recorded your conversation with your son it'd probably be a better podcast oh it definitely would be yeah i i got super nerdy today driving around got a better beard uh, too yeah as i was driving <laughs> As I was driving around, uh, becoming erect, thinking about talking to you today, uh, I was driving around thinking about thinking about that sound again. Because, and then so I was like, I so I, I I think it might be Doctor Doom making his suit, which is supposed to mimic Iron Man making his I, suit. I, I, but then I, don't I was think so. But then I was, but then I was like, what if what if the clanging sound? What if it's supposed to be so nerdy that it's supposed to be Kang? Because a lot of people are saying Kang is next because they've introduced time travel. So now you can have the time lord. Sure. The, that can be an element. So it could it. be, yeah. So, but then that's like that doesn't even make sense. Clang and Kang just because they rhyme, and one's but not he, even a word. He also one's a sound is tied to Doctor Doom. Yeah, he has a metal mask, right? Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, that's where he got yeah. his suit from. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't give a fuck. So I never read an Avengers yeah, comic growing up. I mean, it, they sure. Yeah, do Doom, do Doom. Yeah, do Doom. Well, also, when you do Doom, then you're bringing in the Fantastic Four, so. Um, uh, maybe. 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 I don't uh, I don't know. I, well, you, oh, you so, know what I saw? I saw uh, a, a video about um, mm, one of those One Marvelous Scene videos was about uh, Justin mm, Hammer. Okay. I would like to see him come back. It's like a Lex Luthor type that unites a bunch of super villains into the masters of evil mm, and that maybe. that wouldn't be the big bad but that could be an avengers movie you could bring yeah, back could abomination be. uh whiplash uh, yeah what's uh the absorbing man yes sure was he in one of the movies oh no uh, but you could introduce uh, crossbones him. all the throwaway sure. villains that they've had sure i just want to see more to sam rockwell Oh yeah, that's. Well, I mean, let's just cast him as Doom or cast him as. Uh, see, that'd be an interesting take. Well, I mean, I guess you gotta have Doom as Doom, but no one really gives a shit who Kang is. So what if <gasps> Kang came back and he became Justin Hammer? Oh me, me. And he turned into Kang. Me. Yeah. I want to yeah. see Liam Neeson as Doctor Doom. Oh really? Yeah. He's yeah. got a unique skill set. They can't keep casting these old motherfuckers though. I mean, unless it's just for like two movies. Who else is old? These. Oh, I guess everybody. Well, everyone's old. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like Michael well, Douglas. One, I guess. Yeah, 
Yeah. One thing that I, uh, I guess, like for me to wrap up my thoughts on this, on my thoughts on on these two movies is with Civil War and then these two movies. I love that we've established that any character can show up in anybody else's movie, right? So going forward, it it would only make sense for some of the Guardians to show up in Captain Marvel two or for. You know, even like even if it's like a phone call for Ant Man to call Smart Hulk to ask his advice in Ant Man three or yeah, something, that like, was it just makes like sense. One of the things that that differentiated Marvel from DC in the beginning, right? I mean, there would be a, an issue of Spider Man where Thor would just fly by while Spider Man's swinging. There'd be a little editor's note that if you want to see where Thor was right. going, check out Thor right. number fifteen or whatever. Yeah. It's it's very like nothing would seem out of place like yeah I mean just nothing like I wouldn't be shocked if you know at the at the end of the Spider Man movie if it does involve sort of other dimensions or whatever <laughs> then you get a, a phone call yeah then you get a so if at the end of like the Spider Man movie if shit's looking tough and then all of a sudden you see like Ant Man pop up or Sam Wilson Captain America pop up just to help out in like the last battle or to just to like I got this Spidey, you go get him or whatever. Like, sure. it would just makes sense. Yeah, like, um, yeah. I don't know. I I guess they sort of address that sort of stuff. I watched Homecoming again this past weekend, and where it, Spidey spends the whole movie trying to get Vulture, and Tony keeps telling him that this is not Avengers shit. Just just chill out. The police right. will take care of it. Right. So yeah. yeah well, I mean, they they kind of write that off. You know? So yeah. All right. Yeah, what, good movie. It's very different. I cried. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to say that I cried. I'm ashamed for you. Yeah. You're also wearing white shorts. I am wearing white shorts. You might workout shorts. Yeah. Oh, you're working out all right. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Real quick, because we're almost at the hour mark, and I don't know. Uh, I got. We both got stuff to do. Uh, Top five MCU movies. I only have four. I couldn't think of the fifth one, but I didn't have more than like 10 seconds thought to put into it. Yeah, I did mine in about um, 30 seconds. Do you want to go top five to one or one to five? Um, I guess one to five would make sense, right? Build tension five to for one. the audience. Five to one. You want to go best to worst or best to least best? No, five to one. Oh, okay. Count. Okay, you're right. Okay. Uh all right, well, I'll let you give... What's, what's your first one, then? Since I don't have one, I'm going to try uh, to My number five was the first Avengers movie. I was having a tough time coming up with a fifth one. Um, right. So I think just for, like, nostalgic sort of, holy shit, I can't believe that this is actually something I'm seeing. Uh, right. Just, I mean, it, it seems so quaint now, after the end of Endgame. But just seeing like right. those seven people together in one shot, like how the fuck right. are they gonna make this work? It's never gonna get better than yeah. this. But then, uh, yeah, right. now we're all desensitized. So like that Endgame was like the freakiest kind of porn you can imagine, and now like, right, you just can't get it up for anything less. Yeah, I can't really think of a fifth one that I love. You're welcome, uh, sponsors. Yes. See, I was going to go Avengers 2, but if I do that, I think we're going to have this 4 out of the 5 be the same. But yeah, I guess probably. I guess I guess out of these if I was going to watch another one, it would probably be Avengers. Although I haven't seen like I've only seen Spider-Man Far From Home or Spider-Man Homecoming once. Um 
So it's not like I've seen a bunch of these movies repeatedly. But yeah, I'd probably either go. I'd probably go uh, either the first Captain America or Avengers. Or it's oh wow! Whatever. They're, yeah. At the first, looking talking about quaint, the first Captain America movie seems like a like a CW TV show nowadays. But um, I don't know. Uh, you're gonna sense a theme in my movies here. Yeah, so, probably. Uh, what What's number two for you? Uh, number four. Number four. Sorry. Uh, is Homecoming. Okay. I've forgotten how did good you like that it? movie was. You liked it better the second time? Uh, I really did. I appreciated it more the second time. I, I think the Vulture is a really solid villain. I think the plot grew so, grew so naturally out of the rest of the MCU. Um, I think Tom Holland is perfect. Yeah, I agree. Uh, his, his relationship with Iron Man is great. Everything about it works. It's just, okay. it's a lot of fun. It might be the most fun Marvel movie. And that's what it should be. That's what the Spider-Man movie should be. Right. All right. So my sec- or my number four is Winter Soldier, which yeah. I, I still hold up as maybe the best crafted non-event Marvel movie, if that's possible. If you're talking about a non-Avengers movie and just like a, a movie featuring one one main character for the most part, I would go Winter Soldier. I think it's... It's almost perfect, uh, but we already knew that about me. As I'm a Winter Soldier mark. Yeah, All right, the, what's uh, the origin number th- of the Russo brothers? All right, what is? Uh, oh wait, shit! That was my number three. Uh oh, we're gonna have my to number go four back in was time. my number four is Civil War, which introduced Captain or Spider Man. Oh, you put Winter Soldier above Civil uh, War. I did because there's again much like this movie. There's Civil War kind of in the middle has a little draggy parts but it is to me it's kind of like an avengers movie that big battle at the end oh yeah so uh four for me is civil war three for me is winter soldier what's three for you Three for me is Endgame. Ooh, only made you th- only made three yeah. Ooh, i can keep saying ooh into the mic if you want Ooh. okay well we don't need to talk about that because we just did it uh two for me is infinity war uh Again, I, I'm, uh-huh. I'm realizing as I watch these as I watch these movies, I'm a diehard Cap guy. He's my guy. I'm ride or die with this version of Captain America, and I'm not a big Captain America fan. Otherwise, I don't have a lot of Cap comics. I didn't grow up reading Avengers books. So five uh, this, would have been Captain America, the first one, and then Winter Soldier, and or now, no, then Civil War, which is Captain America, then right. Winter Soldier, which is Captain America, then Infinity War. Huh. Uh, what's your number? So what's your, your number, number one, two? My number two. Uh, yeah. My number two is Civil War. Okay. I didn't realize you liked it that I much. Did. I, I know I you liked it. Movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I think our our top two picks are going to flip because oh. my number one is Endgame. But that's also it's rose colored glasses. It just right. happened. Maybe in a right. year. Maybe in a year it would fade back behind like Winter Soldier. You're still in the honeymoon right now. period. That's right. I'm still the rose is on the bloom, if that's you right. will, or the bloom is on the rose. However, that's phrased. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, and so number one for you is probably Infinity War. Then Thor: The Dark World. I love me some dark elves. Yes, I bet that's you the do. only Marvel movie I haven't seen. Was Thor two? I don't think you're missing much. I don't remember anything about it yeah, at all. I don't know. I, I, I yeah. I don't care that I. I was gonna say that's the one with Kate Blanchett, but that's not Kate Blanchett's in the third. She's Thor in the third movie. one. Nobody's in the second movie. Yeah, I, don't, I honestly don't remember any, anything about it. 
I don't know. No, it was Infinity War. That's my number one. Right. Okay. It's interesting that both of us, or you especially, talked about how Tony is the heart of the MCU and there's no Iron Man movies on your list. He is... He's he's the flagship sub-franchise. He's... I think he's the engine that drives everything. I wouldn't call it the well, heart, he's the, but he he's, he, he Cap, makes, Cap he is makes the everything heart. go. Right. I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm a Cap guy all day. Uh, okay. Fantastic. Big surprise. We both like the fucking movie. Shocker. Um, the shocker. I, uh, yeah. Bokeem Woodbine we're talking about, right? The actor who played the shocker oh, in was... Homecoming. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I want to see it again. I want to go see it again before. I'm sure it's not going anywhere anytime soon in the movies. Maybe I'll reward no. myself Thursday after I, after I finish moving. Maybe I'll go see it Thursday by myself. Oh, I got a Google notification this over the weekend that it crossed two billion globally. Well, yeah, it just passed Titanic. Yeah. So this is took took Titan insanity. I guess they said it. Took Titanic 540 something weeks of release because Titanic had like three different versions of release. Took yeah, it 540 it was in weeks. Theaters. Like it, during the first run, Titanic was in theaters for like a year. Yeah. So basically, this past Titanic in two weeks took Titanic five years. Took Titanic like that, out to... behind the woodshed. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And now it's going to go beat the shit out of some blue fuzzy aliens. That's a terrible movie. I can't. I still find it hard to believe. Whenever someone tells me Avatar is the highest grossing movie of all time, I have a hard time. I almost forget it ever existed. Yeah. Much less is the yeah, biggest movie of all time. Nobody talks about it. No, it's it's the whole thing. It's creepy. It's gross. Just make Bad Boys Three and shut up, Michael Bay. Michael Wait, is it Michael Bay? No, no it's James, James Cameron. James Cameron. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Who's a competent filmmaker? He's act. He, James sure, Cameron. Sure, but he needs to go. I would like to see Legit. James Cameron do a fifth. $50 million sci-fi movie. I don't need to see four Avatar sequels. Oh, no. Nobody wants right. to. Nobody wants that. Um, all right. So I guess we're done. Anything else you want to wrap up about? Anything else girding your loins? Uh, Tugging your teats? Uh, no. Bouncing your balls? I, I guess not. Okay. Um, no. No. Okay. No. You're, you're oh, slowly oh. pulling your shorts up higher. Yeah. Well, this is video. Um, I, I guess I've been watching. Like I said, I've been watching a lot of YouTube while I sit here and work. I just listen to YouTube videos, and I want to give a shout out to something I'm really digging right now, just called Nando V Movies, where he does video essays on films where he he does what i want to do every time i see a captain marvel or fan four stick where this is how i would change it to make a better movie so he goes uh -huh. through and he does yeah. that and he rewrites the whole thing like he did three videos on how he would redo justice league and it was beautiful yeah so he's living my All dream right, what's and it's name? great and he also does a podcast called mostly nitpicking where he kind of okay. reviews movies and talks about the nitpicks. So, okay, so mostly nitpicking in Nando V movies. Yeah. He he's the YouTuber right. that orchestrated the whole one marvelous scene series. 
Oh, okay. So hop over there yeah, and they're, smash they're that fantastic. subscribe Do button. Do yourself a favor. If you, like the, if you like movies and you like the MCU, then go take a look at any of those because most of them are really, really thoughtful and well done. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this week. Again, if you, if you like the show and don't judge us on this episode, which had not as much thought put into it as... Which is saying a lot. Like the fact that this didn't have as much thought put into it as the rest... Because I think we talked about this movie almost every day last week. We just didn't record it, so I think, I think we had better shit. I think shit it was up to snuff. I think this is on par with a okay. regular show. Oh well, I think you have a higher opinion than I do. Yeah, hop over to Patreon.com/slash/TigShow and uh, support the show there, and uh, listen to every episode at Anchor.fm/slash/TigShow. Follow Scott on Instagram and Twitter at ScottyGod. Uh, follow me at Ryan Cody on Twitter and at Ryan Cody on or at Ryan Cody 75 on Instagram um, or just follow the show at TIG underscore show on both platforms. And uh, I guess that's it till next week. My, oh, my bourbon, uh, the Evan Williams bottled and bond is, is tasty. It is delicious. Um, I guess I'm going to give it, uh, especially when you factor in that it was a $20 bottle, I'm going to give it a, a four out of five. Uh, on our rating system there. Awesome. I thoroughly enjoy it. It's very good. It's 100 proof. doesn't fuck around. It's a good time. Uh, all right. I'll talk to you next week, my friend. Yep. Say goodbye, Scott. Peace, bitches. Peace, bitches.